How old do you think Bugs Bunny is? He is history's most irresistible rabbit. Talking about Bugs Bunny. Wednesday night, a galaxy of stars come together to celebrate the Super Rabbit's 50th birthday. And you are the Dustin Hoffman of bunnies. A television first. Bunny and Hulk Hogan in the same ring. Full of surprises. Discover the early Bugs, the classic Bugs, and those unforgettable moments. Bugs Bunny's 50th birthday special premiere, Wednesday, 7.30. On Channel 9. Oh, brother. How corny can you get? Well, stupid. Are you ready? Okay, Smokey. Roll on. <laughs> That's silly. Shoot him now! Shoot him now! everyone and welcome to that's not quite all folks a looney tunes podcast i'm your host mark hanlow joined by and i'm jordan schmidt and welcome to the 99th and last if i had a fucking say episode of that's not quite all folks you see uh, i'm never trusting you with a pick for the show again mark I never, you, when you come up and you do, oh, I have something, you know, that might be good. I'm never going to trust you again. I'm going to, there's going to be a long vetting process for things you want to put on this show. No longer am I just going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Because when I do that, we get things like this, which is not since the groovy ghoulies have I had to sit through something so awful for the purpose of filling content for an episode of this blasted show. I I am respectfully <laughs> living right now. I I hey, you know you you have a right to. <laughs> yes. This isn't good. It's not. It's not good. Um this is one of the worst things I think we've had to cover for this podcast uh and oh. it is um and I'll give you the, the full title like I did last week. Happy birthday bugs. 50 <laughs> Sorry, I almost had a heart attack just trying to say the name of the fucking thing. <laughs> Happy birthday, Bugs, 50 loony years. Um, unlike the last one that we covered, this one actually t- comes on a 50th anniversary for Bugs. But also unlike the last one, this one sucks. <laughs> this is genuinely awful. There's... If you ever... I I'm never I am never questioning the uh, the hiring talent of Lauren Michaels ever again. <laughs> well, you know when we found Chevy and then and then Gilda did the one sketch with the zookeeper and uh, you know I think that that's when things came into into vogue. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll gladly take I another mean, hour of that. He's. Oh uh, yeah, I'll take that because. Oh man, there's so much in this. That's wrong and bad from from a contemporary standpoint frankly from the time it was made standpoint this everything is wrong in some way (laughs) some ways more some ways more obvious than others other things are like oh that's a little bit annoying too oh this is horrible what are we doing this is god awful and we'll go into it Unfortunately, but yeah. <laughs> and I just want to just clear this up for everyone. 
Mark, how the hell did you find out about this? I... I, I think I'm, I must have been slotting in, like, oh, we'll do TV specials eventually. So I just went through, like, oh, what's, like, Looney Tune TV specials? And somehow I found this one, and I saw who was in it and went, oh, this sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> but, like, a, a, a chaotic energy sort of thing. What the hell? They have all these eight, 80s, 90s stars, mostly of TV, just, you know together to talk about the looney tunes okay and some of some of them are especially just like oh my god i want to know what they do with this person now in the year 2022 but um there's things in this i was not expecting <laughs> yeah i think either of us could predict like oh what could happen in this well a lot and uh, a lot of it ain't that, good. I, yeah. No. No, a lot of it got me scratching my head going, oh, good God. Maybe maybe the 90s were a mistake. Well, the thing is, this maybe is barely even the 90s. This is 1990, barely, which is yeah. 1980s it's like, 80s. It doesn't it's really 80s. become the 90s until Nevermind comes out, honestly. There's so yeah. much that exists from, like, 1989 until, like, 1992 that is, like, its own decade in itself was like okay this is what the 90s could have been of and just from a music standpoint of just like the the level of pre-grunge pre just, just <laughs> what i what i i would oh. i equate it to mm -hmm. anything on the wayne's world soundtracks of just this is what the the 90s could have been um but it wasn't oh and, and we'll go into what songs were playing around this time. That's a big tell of where things were in 1990. Oh, yeah. But this is... Oh, my God. This is... Okay. Um, so, yeah. This this came out on uh, August 15th, 1990. Um, a lot happened on this day. <laughs> right? Um, I think most relevant to us in the Philadelphia area... Um, on this day, Terry Mulholland to the Philadelphia Phillies, no hits the Giants. And also in connection to the Phillies, um, Philadelphia, a, a big a big Philly movie, uh, Silver Linings Playbook, um, one of its stars, Jennifer Lawrence, was born on this Yes, day. Jennifer Famous Lawrence, Oscar games. winner. Oscar winner, the only good person in a David O. Russell movie. Yeah. Um... Not doing much lately, but very talented. Uh, the movies like Dark Man and Back to the Future Part 3 were in theaters. Um, and then we have the songs thing that we usually do. Uh, this okay. one's no contest. Um, <laughs> number one in the U.S., a perfectly respectable song, uh, Vision of Love by Mariah Carey. Uh, her first big okay. hit, you know, it is it is what it is. Um, number one in the U.K. <laughs> was Turtle Power by Partners in Crime. Then the heroes four in this day and age, who could ask for more? The crime wave is high with muggings mysterious. All police and detectives are furious because they can't find the source of this lethally evil force. This is serious, so give me a quarter. I was a witness, get me a report. Paul April O'Neill in on the 
this case ain't You better hurry up, there's no time to wait We need help right quick on the double Have pity on the city, man, it's in trouble We need heroes Um, advantage UK <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Oh man Man, I miss the days where a dumb movie soundtrack would hit, you know, like this. I, I, I don't think Pig Power in the House from Gordy got any, any <laughs> billboard charting, but shit like that. Just stupid, stupid songs that are like reach billboard highs instead of just, you know, actual good songs like Let It Go or We Don't Talk About Bruno getting the charts lately or whatever. It's like, man, give, give me give me some dumb shit. Uh, yes, uh, I hope when that Sesame Street movie comes out with uh, Bo Burnham's music, yeah. if it's even still if in it. If it ever fucking comes out. If it ever comes out. I hope one of those songs comes out. So I, that, way, that way we can say in like 50 years time. Oh yeah, the number one song in this year was uh, the Sesame Street theme remix by Bo Burnham and Elmo. It was weird. Yeah, it's the like, number one song this that. week is We're All Going to Die by Sako. <laughs> 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 you laugh, but that so, might happen. It might, it might. Um, any other interesting song to, on that day? You know, I, I forgot to I, I forgot to write the rest of them down. It was it was a pretty big peak because I know that the power um was, was charting, um which was on every soundtrack in the early two thousands. So who directed this shit? All right, so this was um. There's a lot of different hands on this project. A lot of them. So oh, yes. this was directed by Gary Smith. Um, he did a lot of TV specials and producing and would eventually become the stock director of all of the AFI's 100 years, 100 so on specials that would start in 1997. Oh, um, those were good. Yeah. So he was he was a, a hired gun for TV production. Um, there are a lot of credited writers on this, so including... Many. And they and they come from a lot of different places. So you have Robert Cohen, longtime TV writer who wrote for the Oscars, MTV Awards, sitcoms, and podcasts. Um, Marty Farrell, who was a, a 1970s writer, he wrote for the Jeffersons and a lot of Grammys and 1970s TV specials and variety shows. Um, Gary Glassberg, who would this would be one of his first credits and would go on to do a lot of Nickelodeon cartoon credits before becoming a major writer with NCIS. And uh, Ronnie Scheib, who did a lot of the uh, '90s Looney Tunes shorts, including Invasion of the Bunny Snatchers and Big uh, and well, Box Office Money. I think that was probably why he was credited. And Jack Burns. Jack Burns. I know that name. Jack Burns wrote for this. What was he doing here? Jack Burns, classic comedy writer. Um, predominantly worked with Jim Henson's uh, student company to work on such. Muppet Productions as The Muppet Show and, oh yeah, The Muppet Movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, former comedy partner of George Carlin um, was essentially the Don Pardo of the show Fridays. Um, he had a lot of writing credits, and I'm surprised to see him here. I, I can guess that he was mostly in charge of writing for one certain performer, but I mm. could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But we'll get to him. We'll get to him. Um, 
Any other background on this? This was produced in correlation with the 50 Years of Bugs Bunny advertising campaign that Wonder Brothers did in 1990. There was a lot of things done in order for this. There was, of course, the first Bugs Bunny short in like 30 years with Box Office Bunny. We there was there was a partnership with Holiday Inn. Hmm. Six Flags Grand America had a parade of for Bugs Bunny that someone uploaded on YouTube. It's very white. It's so damn white. <laughs> it's so ah. Um, but there's also the Bugs Bunny's Birthday Blowout game that came out on the NES. No, known primarily as a AVGN classic episode. There were also, you know, merchandising. There was anniversary classes that I'm pretty sure are not safe to drink from. And there's also this ad that would run in front of Warner Home releases around this time where the movie would begin and then Bugs Bunny would rip open the WB, like, the film to go, Hey, wait a minute, you have to say happy birthday to me. And it's like, it was a very quick, thrown-together, interstitial at that time, and... Was it literally, wait, wait, don't you want to know what happened to me? Not not as funny, unfortunately. But wow. what, I don't know, because I, I found this clip out of context years ago, and what strikes me about it is it's a horrible... Whoever's doing the voice for bugs in this, and I, I'll put it in here right now. Just a minute. You can't start this without wishing me a happy 50th birthday first. Okay, fellas, take it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, fellas. Happy birthday to you. That's more like it. And now, on with the show. Is doing a horrible job. It's not a good Bugs voice. At all. This is very bad, and it basically sounds like John Lovitz. Yeah, it's, it's not good Bugs. And a lot of the clips from this are from, honestly, the same succession as the special. Okay, so right from the get-go, this thing irks me. Uh, I don't know if I'm into yeah, it now. the remix. The remix. So, remember last week where one of the things we praised the last special for was how it let it let the cartoons speak for themselves? You know, okay, here's just, here's a good minute of showbiz bugs okay now here's like a good 45 minutes no 45 seconds of rabbit fire or whatever right from the beginning of the special it says fuck that here's a remix of looney tunes clips that i call a wicka 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 remix because they put all the it's so bad it's it's so nice. It's so late eighties, early nineties. Like I'm shocked that will that that the Fresh Prince didn't come in and start rapping about bugs. Well, <laughs> I hope that the, the bugs wouldn't say anything about his wife then. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. And okay, rough the game. We're like, okay, we're not safe territory. And then I feel like I have to issue an an. Epilepsy warning, because we yeah. cut from the remakes to just quick shots of of the of of these celebrities that are being announced for this thing. It's in quick succession to a point where, good God, you just want to stop for a second. 
Yeah, like like the editor's trying to scare us, especially with one of them in particular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and while it's doing all of that, there's like a helicopter shop shot of of like a bugs sign in the style of Hollywood. You know, it's like bugs, which I'm sure that scared some people. Like, oh god! What you're bugs. saying is there's a, a lot a helicopter shot of Hollywood narrated by Shadow Stevens, and Tom Bergeron doesn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> Those fuckers. Wait, wait. Alright, this is the same narrator as... As, uh, Dead with the Stars? No, Hollywood Squares. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah. Famously, they had Shadow Stevens. And also, that show had Martin Mull as well. Huh. So... <laughs> would you like to discuss the very first celebrity we oh. see? God. No, no, because they, they do the list of, you know, all these people and all these hosts and talk show hosts. And now, Little Richard. And Little Richard is sitting on a piano at an empty, um, in, in, in the Hollywood Bowl. And he, 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 go, he starts, uh, as he's prone to, he starts singing a song. And it's called <laughs> That's Not All, Folks. And, <laughs> folks, um, <laughs> I cringed from top to bottom. Oh. Of yeah. this entire song. <laughs> I was cringing into the next dimension. <laughs> oh, no. And the thing is, R- Little Richard is very talented. Little Richard is responsible for some of the best pioneering rock and roll stuff of the 1950s and 60s. Little Richard, without Little Richard, we wouldn't have a lot of great rock energy. That being said, I wanted him dead. <laughs> after Which, this. Good news for you. He is. He got two <laughs> oh, ways. Good. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> it's okay. so bad. So what is? It's now he's saying you know this song and okay. First of all, when they cut to Looney Tunes clips in it, I think they're trying to make the sounds from these cartoons fit the beat of the song. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't work. It feels like they just accidentally... It's like they edited this in iMovie and forgot to turn off the volume when they cut to a clip. Jeez. One of those clips being uh, My Bunny Lies Over the Sea. Oop. Yeah. So, um, okay, so there's that. And but then the- you bring in these little <laughs> windows of guest appearances and none of them are in tune. Now that's not all, folks. We want more. That's not all, folks. We want more. You have Fred Savage off key. You have uh, Jane Seymour off key. You have Morgan Fairchild off key. You've um. Valerie Harper off key, John Goodman off key. Um, the mo- the guest star who's most cluelessly into this is John Voight. I thought he kidnapped him and made him be in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> random ass John Voight, which I think that's the only appearance of John Voight. I don't think he shows yes. up anywhere in the special. <laughs> it's it's weird. Did he say some off color shit about bugs? They're like, oh god, let's just keep him singing. <laughs> You just see Nicolas Cage enter in the back. Dad. <laughs> I'm telling you, Bugs Bunny's a myth. <laughs> it, it has to do with Cibola. 
Sebulipin, don't you understand this? Dad. <laughs> and during this sequence, looks like a random guy playing a harmonica. I don't know who. Yeah, the chef is playing a harmonica, which, fuck that, make me my food. <laughs> How do you think the people in the, arrest, in the restaurant around <laughs> Little Richard are going, wait a minute, the chef's playing a harmonica? Oh, we're never going to get our order now. Oh, it might God. be out for 30 minutes. Although it would be even funnier, It'd be even funnier if Little Richard is playing the piano. Da, 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 da. Uh, uh, Mr. Little Richard, uh, your steak is here. Oh, thank you! And he just stops playing and eats that for another ten minutes and then continues the song. <laughs> and look, Little Richard, he was getting up there in age and what have you. But there's some shots in this that don't do him well. There's a, an angle. He's not looking too good. Not looking too good. There's. A little closer That's to Big Richard. Yeah. <laughs> the one. Did we discuss this last week? The one thumbnail that you showed me from the from where this I, is on Vimeo. I, just, I, it's, I it's did. Just, uh, the I giant did. little Richard face trying to eat the camera. <laughs> yeah. I, I did Attack last of the week. giant little Richard. Yes, giant. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just. Fantastic! He's just. Hang on, is that is that Little Richard yeah, again? Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. He's just. I should have that. Man, be, that... I should have that be the coming this week. For coming this week, Big Little Big Richard. Attack oh. of the Killer Fifties Rockers. <laughs> awesome. Actually, no. That looks like his Home Alone reaction shot. Like, he just got whacked in the balls with something, and you just have the, the wide shot of him going, Whoa! Uh, and it's like... That, those aren't balls, folks. <laughs> those aren't all... Those aren't balls, folks. I want more, please. I lost them. Um, I was just... <laughs> I shit this that I didn't understand. Like... They cut to one angle, and it's like everything's in black and white, but the shoes are red, like some weird Wizard of Oz thing. Like, what's the I'm fact? Dorothy! <laughs> yes, you are, Richard. And, like, they use shots from Maz Omar's hair, which, again, goddammit, don't use that cartoon. <laughs> the joke's no. not worth it. It's but, not. <laughs> but why I love Also, I will... <laughs> The most, the, 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 the one celebrity bit in this entire montage that caught me the most off guard was Dr. Ruth. <laughs> like, when Dr. Ruth showed up singing this, I audibly went, what the fuck? <laughs> Dr. Ruth is singing about Bugs Bunny? What am I on? <laughs> what did I take before I watched this fucking thing? Clearly, not enough. Yeah. And, alright, so, because they end this song, no, it, it, it yeah. limps there because the song has like four points where it feels like it's about to end and it keeps fucking going. <laughs> so it does eventually it, end. It eventually ends and it pans back and there's applause. Did, no, and there's no one there. Did he before? It's an empty ghosts? Hollywood Bowl, which fun fact was full when he came on, and. <laughs> No, everybody gathered at the Hollywood Bowl to see Little Richard play. Wait a minute, what the fuck's he doing? He's doing this song about Bugs Bunny? Okay, everybody out of here. <laughs> Did he perform in front of ghosts? Like, yeah. <laughs> Did 
Did they use Ghosts. a Ouija board? Did they use a Ouija board and just use it to call all the deceased Looney Tunes talent at that time to sit for this lovely tribute to their work? There's little Richard going <laughs> Little Richard using a Ouija board. It, it, <laughs> board, it, it might not. <laughs> F-R-I-E-S. That's a good idea. I'll have more of those. B-U-R-G. Oh, I think I know what I'm having next. <laughs> Thanks, ghosts. You guys know what's up. Uh, all right. So after that, ship. After that. Oh. I mean, if that's how you're starting. That's how you're starting. If that's the level we're starting at, oh. I was dreading the rest of this. Oh. So who... Who was this person they got for? So they cut to uh, we watch like uh, a TV, right? And someone's sitting. Yeah, on it's Harry Anderson. And uh, if this had better writers, there would be a joke here because Harry Anderson, in addition to being famous for being on Night Court, was also a uh, comedy magician in the 1980s. And if anybody good was writing this, they would have had Harry Anderson say something about you know I'm, I'm no stranger to rabbits pulling them out of hats and whatever. And so, you know, but no, they, they didn't have good writers, so they had him go on for a while. I, he has the thankless role of starting the special. They don't even allow him to be that funny. And we're eventually interrupted by daffy protesters challenging the special. Um, why did Joe Garagiola get the call to cover this? Okay, we have all these reporters out there. Let's call the baseball guy to get down there. <laughs> Bob Costas is not do is is busy. Bryant Gumble is busy. Um, Nancy O'Dell has her own segment. Uh, baseball guy, go on downtown. All right. I did take notes of some signs here. There's uh, yeah. the duck is hot and beware the hair. Daffy lives. Like he was dead. Um, the end is coming with two M's. Um, uh, I'm, uh, that you should see a doctor about that. Um, uh. <laughs> Look, if the end is coming, you've probably seen somebody who has a, a very big segment in this special. Um, oh. So. I didn't know it was like that uh, when I got there. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. So. Um, there are actually some good lines in this. Um, one of the protesters says, Daffy Duck had his 50th birthday two years ago. Did he get a network special? <laughs> okay. And. And also, there's a slam at the Pat Sajak show, which is funny. Yeah, did, they, did they ask Daffy to guess the Pat Sajak show? Yes! Um, <laughs> now, okay, that line is an interesting one because that's a joke. Like, oh, is it funny mm -hmm. how this person is so, like, angry that they didn't give Daffy credit for his birthday a couple of years ago? Cut to Looney Tunes Twitter now. I mean... Yeah. If... If if the Looney Tunes Twitter account doesn't say happy birthday to Sylvester or Foghorn Leghorn, hell have no fury. <laughs> yeah. God forbid they don't acknowledge Pepe Le Pew. The stands will come out clawing. All I'm saying is that it sounded a little familiar. That's all I'm saying. Also, it's very funny. The one guy that says, I say Daffy Duck for president. Not yet. Not yet. Not now. Wait a bit. <laughs> he also, he revises that to Daffy Duck for vice president, which isn't too far off, you know, as the vice president at the time was a quail. But don't. 
I did like that. Like that, yeah. that for there vice breath. And there, there is some good bits here, but yeah, my god. Occasionally, the good writer gets in. So we then cut to um, '80s hair, Mary Hart. <laughs> yes, Mary uh, Hart from Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, doing you know, again, do like a summarization of Bugs Bunny. Yeah, she essentially narrates a hair grows in Brooklyn. And we do get some archive clips from Chuck and Frizz, though it's ones we've seen footage of before. We and, you know, just a lot of them saw from them. Yeah. Just saw these clips last week. <laughs> it's not new. Yeah, the better we, one. Because, because, like, on the Lincoln's Wiki, it's like, oh, Chuck and Frizz have a cameo. And archive footage. <laughs> they didn't have an excuse. They're both still alive at this point. Yeah, maybe they didn't want to come down because they knew it would be a bad special. Yeah. Though, I would love to have seen... Okay, we got there, we get there. I would have loved it if there was a moment where a certain celebrity dressed up like a bunny just walked over to Chuck Jones and Frizz like, Eh? Like, get away from me. (laughs) What are you doing? You are the number one star. And well, now I'm doing this. Do you, do you have no shame? Milton Burrow, man. Do you have no shame? No, I, I don't have any shame. Yeah, clearly. Um, though, I did like the line from Mary Hart. Um, he had the one thing money couldn't buy, a Brooklyn accent. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, Which, it's a Bronx bit... and Brooklyn accent. Mel says well, that later. Yeah, again, you didn't have the best writers on this. Um, There's also a nice little preview of of future Bugs Bunny projects, such as Tiny Toons and Box Office Bunny, which is nice. We even get some early sketches of that. That was nice. In-progress animation, some complete animation, but without uh, the music or sound effects added. That's cool. I like that. It is. No, I like they can actually take us behind the scenes and show us how the, the sausage is made in a sense. And without, I mean, they only do it for like five seconds in this fucking special with, yeah. before patting themselves as CBS on the back more. But, um, no, it's nice. Yeah. Um, I thought there were, that the, the little TV digressions after this were pretty clever. Um, uh, Donahue talks to someone taking credit for all of Bugs' catchphrases. He's he's pretty into it. I like yeah, this stuff. And the guy's named uh Wiley. Yes. Okay, okay. That that that's nice. Because I, I was thinking like, are they just gonna cut to Wiley Coyote? Oh no, it's an actual person named Wiley. Some okay. guy, yeah. Some guy. It's uh, Mr. George Meany, uh, of the of the FC no, whatever it is. Um uh, uh, I also like the Joan Rivers one where Joan Rivers yeah. talks to Men who have changed their names to Bugs Bunny in the hopes of getting women. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't like the Sally Jesse Raphael one. You know, like businessmen by day, Bugs Bunny impersonators by night. I didn't like that. Okay, no, but that's like the one moment they put in a bunch of Loon Tune inside jokes. Yeah, they did. It's uh, like stalling like, and yeah, um, yeah. Hardaway Publishing, I Am Stalling, yeah. Mel White. Uh, <laughs> Harry Callis ever done here? Uh, 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 uh. Harry Callis was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how, how, how he got into my notes. but I don't know either. I don't know, but it's just... 
it's like it's nice, but it's also what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, and I then pre- you have Geraldo the- Rivera show. Oh my god! Anvil accidents, or are they? You know, him doing his old shtick, and he seems again. He also seems pretty into it, but it's just it's, it's as full of shit as any other Geraldo Rivera thing. So, I think after this, we cut to like some more Looney Tunes clips. I don't know where this showed up, but there's one where it's Yosemite Sam, and it's like an audience member. Oh, oh wait, it was when they cut the commercial. They showed a clip yeah. of like of like Yosemite from a cartoon, just Yosemite Sam, he's scary shoot bug or something, and they have a silhouette audience member. And so I'm yeah. like, sit down. I don't know what that short is. Is that the last like? Looney Tunes short to do that audience silhouette joke? I mean, that's Jeremy Sam. That's a little bit later into the run, so... Maybe, but it still looks like it works. That's interesting. Yeah. So then, we get back from commercial, and it's Pierce Brosnan. Hey, look, an actual star! I love his entrance as well. I want my name above the title! And he just turns and smiles. (laughs) That was my agent, I apologize. (laughs) And Pierce is really into this, and, and talks about how Bugs has influenced him as a romantic lead and, and talks about Bugs' strength. It, it, very similar to Jeremy Irons, honestly, as just as a romantic heartthrob type. Yeah. And this was right before Bond? Or after This Bond? was, yeah, about five years before Bond and about three years after Remington Steel. And oh. the story goes is that um, Pierce Brosnan was approached to play James Bond as early as 1981. Uh, because his then girlfriend slash wife was um, one of Roger Moore's conquests in Free Rise Only. Uh, so he was on set a little bit, and uh, Albert R. Broccoli, who, was, um, who had the rights and was producing all the Bond movies, said, yeah, I like this guy. I'm going to make some Bond movies with him eventually. And he was going to take over uh, after Roger Moore left in 1986 or 87. Uh, no, it was, it was 86. And what happened was that he was going to, but the news of him getting James Bond gig was enough to uh, drum up ratings for Remington Steel, which was about to end. And so right. Remington Steel gets renewed for another season. They say, hey, contractually, if we do another season, you got to be there, Pierce. And so Pierce gets rat-fucked into doing another season of, of Remington Steel while Timothy Dalton gets to do the Bond movies. And then, huh. you know... That happens, and that falls apart. And then by 95, Pierce Brosnan is in Goldeneye. I mean, at least Pierce got missed out fire. Yes, he, he got some nice roles in between there. Yeah. Um, he was definitely a known name by the time he took the Bond role. And by 1990, yeah, he was he, he had done Remington Seal a couple years old, earlier. He was right. <laughs> well-known by CBS, despite the rat fucking. So Pierce just walks out of the shot. I assume he got his check. Had a good day. And then we cut to Cindy. Well, Cindy Williams. Cindy Williams. Yeah. Who I find it very funny that last special got Penny Marshall, and then this one gets her Laverne and Shirley cast member Cindy Williams. Ah. Um, it's almost like they however knew. the line. Yeah. However, the line that, that Cindy Williams has here about like Bugs Bunny as, as sort of the sex appeal thing. And the looks of Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner with bunny fur. Oh, I like that. Jesus! Cindy is a furry, confirmed. Apparently. I honestly think that 
Fred Savage is really great at selling his bit as well. Bugs, you've always been there when I needed you. When I was little, I had my Bugs Bunny pajamas. When I was in grade school, I had my Bugs Bunny lunchbox. But now I'm in junior high. And Bugs, I really need your help on this. See, there's this girl that keeps calling me. And, you know, we all know you're the rabbit Romeo. So please, just give me a couple of pointers. I like that they have him, because when they, they have these little interstitials, they have like a Looney Tunes background behind them. I do yeah. like how Fred Savage is, is Avery Memorial Field from that Sports Champion short. Yeah. That's nice. It is. Um, well, you know, but Fred Savage is, is asking for pointers on ask, on uh, asking a girl out in junior high. But, um, you know, he's, he's, he's very, he was very good as a child actor of selling, you know, things. He was great on his SNL episode as well. So this does lead to a bit with Dr. Roof on what makes <laughs> Bugs Bunny a sex symbol, which is honestly a pretty good use of Dr. Roof. <laughs> Like yeah. she gets what this is, and she she's right into it, and she she understands where the funny is, and so it it's honestly works pretty well. I mean, this special, like it or not, it did take the one issue I had with it was what which was Chevy Chase making a homophobic joke for no fucking reason, and instead took my suggestion of no, let's actually celebrate bugs, you know, wearing yeah. drag and stuff, and yeah. they kind of met me halfway. They gave us the montage, like, oh, here's Bugs, oh, he's sex symbol, he's progressive. Set to Simply Irresistible by Robert Palmer. Cause sure. Yes, it's it's all these clips of Bugs and Drag set to Simply Irresistible. It's very silly. And, but yeah, I do like Dr. Ruth saying, you know, years before most comedians were able to slip into a dress to get a laugh, there was Bugs. And, yeah, no, she has a point. By the way, as we record this, Dr. Ruth is still with us at 94. Unless we want to jinx her like I do with Olivia to have him. Um, no. And at the time of... Uh, <laughs> work with me here, Mark. At the time of release, Dr. Ruth is... Alive. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. <laughs> still with us. <laughs> Is kicking it in Miami. <laughs> and just for security, and at the time of recording, Dr. Ruth is... Dead. <laughs> Passed on. <laughs> Pushing up roses. I, I love this bit so much. <laughs> this is my favorite gag in the history of this show. It is Mark Deadpan. That's just... <laughs> Peacock. Oh, oh my god. Let's see. Uh, was, um, around here in my notes, I just wrote some of the actors playing protesters are pretty bad. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Oh, wait. Oh, this is where we get the the Daffy Duck fan, right? Like the one that's like does a poem about Daffy Duck. Yeah, I didn't like. Bugs is cute and bright and sunny, and he makes a lot of money. But I get much more bang for my buck by placing my bets on Daffy Duck. Lord love a duck. Lord love a duck. 
Well, I tell you what, if I were to evaluate the mood of the crowd, I'd say it's rancorous, cantankerous, ominous, and a tad vindictive. Kind of like the Cardinal fans were when they would name me in the starting lineup. Now, we're going to keep you informed, but right now, we're ready to return to the show in progress. Also, as of also as of recording, we just got news of a brand new uh, Looney Tunes film. Is this going to be the fan that kidnaps Daffy and Bye Bye Bunny? Why would this special be canon? Dude, a Wooga's, I want to know. A Wooga's back to being canon in Looney Tunes lore. Anything's fucking possible. Well, that special, does, at least I understand why that would be canon. This shit. <laughs> the only thing that would be canon about this is the fact that some of these people in this special now have restraining orders against the Looney Tunes <laughs> I swear I didn't do anything about it Cosby, I swear to fucking God when it's your turn, we'll talk about you, okay? Now you sit in the corner oh, and think about what you've done I wouldn't be you in think, prison You sit in the corner and think about what you've done No, dog with a martini Take that drink away from him <laughs> Take that drink away from Cosby. <laughs> no. Bad dog. Bad dog. But Down. it's a, a jello pudding martini with a little water. Don't make me get the water. <laughs> no. Um. Uh, yeah, no. so. So it's, it's around this time. It's around this point where I type in, good God, this thing is nuts. Yeah. I just I here here's here's the next couple things I wrote in my notes. Chuck Norris question mark? Hulk Hogan and me Gene Okerlund question mark? What the fuck are they doing? So this is so great. So we just cut to Chuck Norris. He's working you know, just working out while talking about shirtless Bugs Bunny. Shirtless you know, like you do. I'm surprised that in the middle of this Chuck Norris sequence he didn't get a call from Anakam Golan from Canon. Chuck, I want you to do another movie called Action Over the Ukraine, where you shoot up a bunch of people and then you go home and you have the bagels. It's just great. We'll drink and talk about it in another month. Uh, no relation to Avi Arad, by the way. No, no. Completely different people. Also, this is a moment where, like, I think they brought Chuck and talked about how, like, how, like, how tough. This is the Bugs Bunny is very tough segment because we got Chuck Norris. We cut to a really bad quality print of Bugs Bunny Rides Again. Yeah. Which sucks. Like, God damn. Wait, again. 1986. We had these. The cartoons look good in that one. Cut to this one. No, I think that Chuck Norris just roughed it up. Oh, yeah. He's like, ooh. <laughs> That's what Looney Tunes cartoons happen when Chuck Norris gets done with them. <laughs> and now. The Hulkster. Hulk Hogan and Mean Gene Okerlund. Would you believe that of the two of them, Hulk, that Mean Gene is actually the better actor here? <laughs> Hulk Hogan, we've got a lot of pretty confident Bugs Bunny fans out there who are sure that Bugs will be the victor in your big upcoming match with him. Bugs? I don't even have a match with Bugs. Well, you mean you're not aware that Bugs Bunny, confident in his drawing power, has challenged you to a match? Bugs Bunny and Hulk Hogan in the same ring? Bugs, you don't know the first thing about wrestling. Not to discourage any fans of Mean Gene, who I'm sure was a great guy. But I kind of thought that Hulk would kind of be, you know, he was in his own movies. He was in Suburban Commando. They weren't good movies, but he at least knew how to act. And he's just so... Hulk, I think, is stuck on overplaying it. 
He was in Muppets from Space, goddammit. Uh, no, that's Hollywood Hogan. That's a different guy. Ah. Uh, also, just... There's some easy shit here, like a Hulk saying, because like it, it's filmed like a wrestling promo, which all it all it reminded me of was wanting to go back and watch the WWE promo sketches from SNL with The Rock and Bobby Moynihan. <laughs> I, that's all it wanted me, it so wanted me to do. So far, Coco. <laughs> and you know that that picture of her, you've been spiking it too. Uh uh. Well, <laughs> I I catfished yeah. your ass. One Such of the best. Such a best. great sketch. Yeah, and so, the Rock delivers it. Oh man. my gosh! Yeah, the Hulk says, "You know, Bugs, you know the first thing about wrestling. Yeah, the first thing you do is sign with Vince McMahon." Oops. <laughs> and let and 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 defer to him when he wants you to turn heel, even if it would be a horrible idea. Now I, I know next to nothing about wrestling, but I I feel like right now is a bad time to talk about Vince McMahon because he might have done something bad with contract stuff. I think no, really. I think that mm, he's getting busted for some shenanigans as we're recording no. this. Yeah, Vince um, being bad with contracts. Yeah. Um. So that's the thing. Yeah. And again, like I, I know next to nothing about. I, it, it, it's like my video game knowledge, where like I will know little kernels of things about wrestling, and I will surprise people who think I know nothing about wrestling. I know some things about wrestling. Oh yeah, same. Not as much as a lot of my <laughs> companions, but exactly. Is that, um, same, same boat, man. Same boat. Um, yeah. Draw some some lines here. Um, where Hulk's like, oh, what, gonna bring up that half-baked Drake, the fruitcake Daffy Duck? Whoa, hey! Daffy is straighter than Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I did like how um, Hulk is immediately fearful of Bugs as soon as he realizes that Bugs Bunny has gone up against the Elmer. He's called the Elmer. <laughs> the Elmer. Not just Elmer. The, the Elmer. Elmer. I didn't love this Hulk Hogan bit, but like, you know. It got some it, moments. It works. It moments. A little. Yeah, and um, we do cut back to Daffy. By the way, there are moments where Daffy Duck's in this. Um, they're yeah. taken from uh, another special. I think it's from uh, Battle of the MTV Stars and like the Wide World of Sports. Yeah, oh, there's others. Oh, we haven't covered them all. <laughs> Don't worry. There's oh, one. no, there's going to be another special week, isn't there? Dude, there's one, where, there's one where Bugs and Daffy are video DJs. Oh, God. So If we ever do another week of specials, we'll just do the other uh, verses um, on Cartoon oh. Network and do that. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. So oh. that we'll at least have one good one. Exactly. But, yeah, so they do cut the Daffy, and it's recycled animation, and it's uh, Jeff Bergman doing the voices, obviously, because I'm 90. Um, it's whatever, though I, I do like the line from Daffy. Of, oh, brother, how corny can you get? You tell yep. me, happy birthday, Bugs, 50 loony years. You tell me how corny it can get. The corniest fucking thing ever. Right when he says that, where do we go to next? 
Well, we do we go to the the revelation that Daffy Duck watches Maury? I think so. Daffy Duck watches Maury. Hello, everyone. I'm Maury Povich, and welcome to a current affair. It's time to break out the party favors and blow up the balloons. America's favorite wisecracking rabbit is celebrating his 50th birthday this year. Yuck. Or is he? I bet he's not going to be the father. Just wait. <laughs> wait until I get a lie detector test. <laughs> I'll show him. And to be very clear, this isn't like Maury, the way the the person we know, the show we know. No. This is nineties Maury. Nineties Maury, which which was um, what was it called? It was like a different opinion or something. Was it like? It's uh of of something something. Yeah, um, it's it's not Maury the show. It's like something else. And okay, how do we go into this? Um. Maury's prompter reading is not good. It's not genuine. Oh, nothing's genuine in this. <laughs> no. Um, it's funny because once they brought up the topic of like, you know, is this the real Bugs Bunny? Are there other Bugs Bunnies? I literally just typed, is he really trying to not the father Bugs? <laughs> Which, okay. When they show that image, it's like, it's like the early Bugs designs. I'm thinking, oh, yeah. cool. We're gonna talk about yeah. you know something. This hair comes and like Porky's hair hunt. Like just go back and talk about the shorts. That's not what happens. No, we instead gets lots of and lots of bad Milton Berle performances. Just like <sighs> just we cut to and it's like you know oh well. So what the fuck was his name? Did, did you write what his name was? I, I, didn't, no, even I bother. didn't write it down. So it just cuts to the street, and it's Milton Berle in a bad Bugs costume wandering the streets. He gets the funniest looks everyone he meets. Hey, hey, we're the Miltons. People say we Milton around. <laughs> so I would <laughs> love. George going crazy, everyone. Um, <laughs> I would kill to see the filming of this. Okay, okay, Melon. Uh, walk down the street and three, two, and go. No, no, Melon. Melon, stop staring at her chest. Melton. No. Focus. Focus, Milton. Oh, hey, hey. sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, fun fact. That? I had to make sure Milton Burrow was Jewish to make sure that his character wasn't being offensive. But even if that knowledge. It's so offensive. Also, he's 81 here. Hi, Mr. Popovich. Popovich, tell me, do I look like bugs to you? Of course I do. Unfortunately, nobody wants to admit it but me. It just isn't right. Uh, and, and like, this character Bone plays, he quotes Milton Berle? He quotes yeah, himself. He's, he's, he's doing this character as sort of like a Borscht Belt comedian. Which only works if Billy Crystal does it, I reckon. Um, <laughs> and and so Milton does a hacky joke. You know, I I think if that were the case, I, I should drop dead from this spot right here. And then he just moves out of the way. Awkward hangs around and then looks at the camera and goes, Milton Berle, 1932. Can't even stay in character for a dumb Bugs Bunny bit. Um, there's an anecdote this reminded me of from when... Milton Berle hosted Saturday Night Live in 1979. 
where Milton Berle spent the entire table read trying to show off to John Belushi, calling everyone booby and just not staying on task or on or on script. And at one point, Bill Murray had to literally just stand up and go in a very sing-song way. That's not your line, Mr. Burl! <laughs> Bill Murray, MVP. And, yeah, I mean, he's MVP of the last special, the MVP of this one, without even fucking being in it. Uh, and that's just what I think. It's like, okay, they're just letting him do shtick, aren't they? They're just letting him do his thing. That's the problem! So... Okay, you do like a minute of Milburn. Fine. Then we cut to a different character. It's Milton Burl again in another costume. Milton Burl is playing more parts than Jonathan Winters in the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie, and I like that. In which I wrote on my notes, Milton again. Milton again? <laughs> no. And no. right behind this aging character is a lovely image from Elmer's uh, candid camera. Yeah. Can we just watch that? Do we have to watch this? It's just... And like, while uh. they're doing this, they do cut to clips of like early bugs. But they're so short. Yeah. It's so focused on multi Now, given... Of the three, I kind of found the the agent to be kind of funny. Yeah. I don't know. It, it wasn't as forced. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, okay. Two characters. That's fine. Then they cut to a the third. The second a third character appeared, I audibly went, please don't be Milton Burrow again. Please don't be Milton Burrow again. And sure enough, it was Milton fucking Burrow. Though <sighs> I'm pretty sure it was Milton Burrow going to his car to leave. Like, okay, and, but it, it, what the hell, what, oh, it was like... It was his lawyer or something. It was like, oh, because like, oh, you know, you know, bugs, rabbits change, people change. I remember the same person I was 30 years ago. And blah, 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 clearly. Just, yeah, clearly. So, it, also, when that reveal happened, I then typed in, in all caps, why is Milton taking up so much of this special? Especially, especially when we cut to later, when there's actual people I would have wanted to hear more of, and we don't. Yeah. Why are we sacrificing them for the Milton Burrow character extravaganza of 1990, which no one asked for? <laughs> so, Han, who was one of the writers on this? Jack Burns? Yeah, I'm guessing that Jack Burns wrote some of Milton's stuff, but I don't think Milton stuck to the script. <sighs> so thankfully, after this, we do get an amusing... Actually, speed of Milton Burrow, this kind of reminds me of, of a Muppet movie segment. It, yeah, it's, um... it's, it's, it's like Milton Burrow's <laughs> bit from Muppet movie. It's Shadow Stevens yeah. as an Acme-used car pitchman. And to celebrate, we're offering some amazing birthday savings for you, all from the wonderful people at Acme. Acme, the greatest name in cartoon products. Acme, the name you can trust most of the time. And I do love the line, um, Acme, a name you can trust eh, most of the time. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Also, I like his line, act now, and I'll throw in the official Howard the Duck t-shirt and card game for no charge whatsoever. <laughs> was was the body still warm then? <laughs> it had been four years. It was fine. Okay, okay. Um, 
<laughs> no, if it, it was it was still warm, it would have been the Dick Tracy one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one drags a bit, but it's all right. I do like how they made to scale Acme props. Yeah. You know, like when, when they say it's the Acme bird scene, it looks like the Acme bird scene that's in the Y-Clay cartoons. That was good. I like that. No, that was pretty clever. You know, it takes a little bit too much time, but it's, yeah. it's a fine bit. Yeah, also, what was... Because they do the, the thing with, like, the, the, the hole. Like, oh, you put the hole in there, you put your arm through it, and it disappears. And they cut to this... Yeah, I didn't know it either. It's not, it's not a Buzz cartoon. It's like a one-off. To demonstrate this. The hell is that doing there? I don't know, but it seems interesting, whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, we cut back to Joey Garagiola to literally just say the protests have fallen apart. Just see Daffy react. Was something cut? Was there a bit that, that didn't make it in here? Was the next stage of this excise just to see Daffy storm out? It, it, it seems bad. I don't know. The next thing... I put in my notes was just the sentence Kirk Cameron is here oh yay <laughs> now this was 1990 Kirk Cameron who at that time well he was you know, a light enough actor his sister was on a getting pretty popular show called Full House at the time and and he was still in, in uh, Growing Pains yeah and if there's anyone I trust, it's also Growing Pains, film on the WB lot, so I'm sure that, that probably helps. Yeah. And, um, boy, that, that sure is a nice Bugs 50th birthday image right by Cameron. Would be a real shame if someone could easily manipulate it in Photoshop to have it say, <laughs> oh no, this man has no penis from Wayne's World. Yeah. Or um, or something along the lines of, um, even Jesus thinks this guy's a schmuck. <laughs> yeah, just... Or, uh, this man did a movie where he kidnapped two children and convinced them it was heaven to satisfy his uh, autistic sister. Or, put the Christ man, get a life back in Christmas. <laughs> oh... That leads us to our next um, guest, William Shatner. How many times have we seen it when good old Bugs has to do battle? He honestly looks a little bit bored here. Has one line. That's it. Well, look, to be fair, the filming for Star Trek um, 6, I think, must have been really um, tough. So. Taking that to learn him. Or maybe it was just, maybe they filmed this in 89 while he was doing uh, stuff for Star Trek V, which he directed. Uh, and he was too busy doing his, his, his press on on the, the motivations behind um, why Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. <laughs> Somebody did a remix of that, where it's, it's literally just like, it's just him being interviewed, and it's like, it's just, you know, Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? You know, it's, it's silly like that. Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? So this is where we get the quick, we're running out of time, say one thing about bugs segment. Yeah. Because they just sweep, like, Ugh. who, who, who they sweep by here? It's like, it's Shad. John Goodman, John Goodman. Uh, Bo Duke, Martin Mull. Oh, good. 
Connectors! They, they throw in some cartoons we didn't like in here as well, like Matt is a Mars hair again with the space things. Yes. And uh, a witch's tangled hair. Mm. And they wonder why we didn't like this one at all. You're putting in bad cartoons. Yeah. Um, Tommy Lasorda, though, is having fun. Yeah. Also, I, I wrote down here, I, I don't know what this is a reference to, but I put down, that's not the same audio from the shorts. Was there like a dub was clip it? that was used or something? Baseball Bugs, they mixed some baseball of the clips bugs. together. Yeah, Baseball Bugs was not the same. For time. Also, also, um, it, also, it was a really bad print. Yeah. It was a really bad print. And it was just, okay, again, in the previous special, they would just show the you're out, I'm safe bit, no interruptions. Here. But they throw Tommy Lasorda in there. And it's so badly edited. I'm sorry. It is. It was. Tonight, ah. You're out. He's safe. You're out. Safe. Safe. Out. Safe. Out. Safe. Out. Safe. Out. Safe. Out. Safe. Out. I say you're safe. If you don't like it, you can go to the showers. I will say one of the best of these little quick ones they cut to is John Lithgow because it's pretty genuine. Like, yeah. for a guy playing villains at the time, some actual charm and charisma in here, and he genuinely appreciates Bugs and what he's done. You he, see, he talked about the fact that he's going to be able to show Bugs to his kids and, and, and future generations, and he, he really appreciates that. Way to yes. go, John Lithgow! Yeah, good for you, man. I will watch the old, I will watch the old man strictly for you. Yeah. That, uh, that Jeff Bridge show, which actually does look interesting. It looks alright. That's right. Also, there's some shorts in here that I haven't seen that I'm actually kind of interested in. Um, there's a clip from Hot Crust Bunny. Yeah. Where it's like bugs in a wheelchair doing like a Einstein accent and it's crazy. I'm like, oh, what's that one? Yeah. And then they cut to a clip from um, Her- ABN Nights. Yeah, they did. One, we probably should have covered that in our um, desert episode. Yeah, but you wanted to do the really racist no, one. No, I wanted the racist one. But two... It looks really well animated for some reason. It does, yeah. It's really well done. So, just that alone, curious by it. And then we cut to the same clip from High Diving Hair as the other special. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Which, given they do then cut to the ending of the short. So at least they cut to a different short eventually. Right. Um, I will say, because we cut back to the Daffy subplot after this, and... This scene with uh, Army Archer is what I wish more of this special was like. You know, actually using the Looney Tunes characters and having them sort of in these Hollywood scenarios and just acting like they really exist in this world. And Army Archer actually does really, really well working off of Daffy. Yeah. Also, just a a very small thing. Um, When they cut to the baseball announcer, he's standing outside of WB... And the logo is blue and white. Hmm. That's... Okay. As I'm recording this, Warner Brothers went through some ownership issues and they changed the logo like three times over a scan of six months. Yeah. And I think the logo now, it's blue and white and there's like a gold strip around it because, you know, Mm -hmm. it was golden for years and now it's blue and white. Yeah, but that logo was blue and white. This was 1990. So, did Daffy do this? Is he in charge of Discovery? You're like, no, it's one of two prophetic things in this one. Have you reached the other one? The other one's coming up. Okay. Okay. Interesting. 
which is a weird thing. It's like, wait, that's the current current logo. What the hell is that doing here? But uh, yes, there's some nice live action animation here. This was good. I like this. Yeah, I like Daffy going on and on about how unfair it is and how his treatment is. And after a while, Army Archer isn't even lead, is listening and he's going, uh, here comes the food. And he ordered duck. <laughs> this is a really good bit, honestly. Yes, and also I do like in this montage, there's also like Daffy saying like, who would, like, he says Bugs would sell his own mother for something. <laughs> and they do a bit about how, who had the better Lincoln, Bugs or Daffy, which given, hey, mm. they cut to the one non-racist bit of uh, of Southern Fried Rabbit, so that was good. Um, there are some other non-racist bits in that. The yeah, ending yeah. isn't racist. Yes, yes. Daffy throws in a Nixon V for victory. Yeah, like, no, oh, he does I'm a little more presidential. Yeah. It's like, what the shit? Yeah. It's great. And he gets thrown out of the restaurant. And yeah. Then, um... <laughs> ah. Okay, Bill. Because it's time for me to ruin the special even more. Now, I hate to say this, but this bit with Bill Cosby and Raven Simone comes close to working. Huh. Because they obviously they're on the set of the Cosby show, and they have the script right in front of them. So you can basically see they're essentially reading off of the script. Um, which, yeah, that's really unprofessional. You know? <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, we, uh, we did that joke a couple weeks ago. I'm not doing it again. Uh, why, yes, it is unprofessional. <laughs> Those who do such a thing should leave the industry. Oh, bye. <laughs> I've decided to not leave the industry. Anyways, um, um, yeah, no, um, but yeah, no. I mean, this is honestly a decent enough bit because like Cosby brings up the importance of Mel Blanc and is trying to teach Raven Simone about how important Mel Blanc is as a voice actor, and Raven keeps messing it up and saying that that Bugs Bunny is friends with Donald Duck and Winnie the Pooh, to which Bill Cosby says, "Wrong people." And I find it very funny that Raven Simone spends this bit favoring Disney, the company that would later get later give her some very nice roles. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely yeah. previewing her previewing her yeah. career trajectory. So I thought that was really funny that that happened that way. Yeah. I wrote down here um, as soon as uh, Bill Cosby showed up. Uh, ah, shit! It's the rapist. <laughs> I'll take the rapists for 400. That's that's therapists. <laughs> no, the therapist was on earlier. That was Dr. Ruth. Now, I personally, I didn't find this that entertaining. I, I thought it went on a bit too long. I agree with you there, but it started out pretty strong. Yeah. Also, okay. It's 1990. Mel just passed away less than a year ago. Yeah. I feel this could have been placed... Not like, like I get why it's at the end because it's like an in memoriam sort of thing. I get it. It's just with what we just saw for the past forty something minutes or whatever. It's such an odd tone all of a sudden. 
know, it's like, yeah, all this crazy bullshit. No, but Mel Blanc, folks, he was the real <laughs> but deal. Seriously, folks. No, but seriously, folks. <laughs> Let's actually talk about Mel Blanc and be and be responsible and respectful for once in this cockamamie special. Yeah. Um, I will say though, not only um, do we have some some newish Mel Blanc footage. I mean, he's saying the same story he always says about how he got folks' voice. But Noel is helping him record lines in 1984, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And I think that there is a brief clip of Bugs talking about how he does Mel Blanc's voice that's from an old Bugs Bunny show. The Bugs Bunny show. That was very nice. Because especially in 1990, Bugs Bunny show clips were not easy to find. So I'm glad that they were able to find that one. Yeah. And I wrote here, There, Whoopi Goldberg, someone we can trust. Though not about (laughs) the Holocaust. Yeah, the whoopee. And you know, it, it's, it's kind of more, you know, Mel Blanc was great. It's a shame pass, and it showcases the very nicely. I, I, I've always liked this piece of art. I've always liked the yeah, Mel Blanc tribute. Speechless. It's such a good piece of art. It is. And, I mean, look, part of this actually does seem genuine, but a lot of it does seem very contractual. I guess I had an opinion on, on the Looney Tunes. I- but I won't have another one until I'm supposed to be on the DVD uh, for the Golden oh, Collection and talk go. about hey. how all of these are racist. And there's a third one point. There's a third premonition. Yeah. Which at the very end of this, just Whoopi will return. Like, like, like a Marvel <laughs> movie. <laughs> and, no, it's like a James Bond movie. But Whoopi will return in Never Say Holocaust Again. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, but even then, like, okay, here's a very nice tribute to Whoopi Goldberg. I'm sorry, no, it's very nice. Tribute <laughs> no, to, that no. comes later. No, that's no. what happened. There's going to be a very nice tribute to Whoopi Goldberg if she makes another awful comment about Jewish people again. Okay, but yeah, it's a very which, nice... to be fair, is not a joke about how Jews run Hollywood. It's not. It's no. absolutely not. And <laughs> my lawyer who just handed me that slip saying, "No, don't say that." This also this podcast is run by two by one and a half Jews, so we're already good. So we have Whoopi has this nice little memorial to Mel Blanc, and then she just talks about about bugs, and it, it's like you can see the special snap back into insanity, like yeah. that. It's like oh, we're jamming. you know. Bugs reminds me a lot of, like Dustin Hoffman. Like what? He's the, the Dustin you... Hoffman of bunnies. Which oof, that's not a comparison you want in 2022. Mm-hmm. No. Bugs used to have me go in his dressing room and try and blow him, and we did that because at the time nobody cared about it. Miss Goldberg, you're trying to, to seduce me. <laughs> uh. No. In, in in response, Dustin Hoffman said. <laughs> I thought I'd, I'd make a fucking Dick Tracy reference. Oh, fuck. <sighs> All right. And now, the one part of the special we've seen before. And is good. That's good. It's 50 years of bugs in three and a half minutes. This montage is the best thing about the special. It was on the first Golden Collection. It's the only representation the special got, and deservedly yep. so. Yeah, because you didn't really need to do the rest of it. It's Bugs Bunny clips. But they're good <laughs> Bugs Bunny clips, and they're cut yeah. well. Cut to music, wonderfully. Take a shot every time he says, What's up, Doc? You'll be loaded by minute two. But, you, but it'll be good loaded. 
Yes. And there's even... Me. What's up, Doc? Jumping without a parachute? Hey, I know that one. I know that one. I love that one. The fact that it's it's we've lasted long enough to get a Who Framed Roger Rabbit clip in here, I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, real good. Um, and that's where it ends it. It just ends there. Yeah, it ends yeah. over a, another shot of somebody drawing bugs. And, I believe and it's Chuck. I believe it's Chuck. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I allow that nothing else. My hand can be in, but nothing new. I was He was busy making gremlins, too. Yeah, that's the one thing. It's like, oh, well, at least, at least the last shot of this is Chuck Jones drawing bugs. You know, like, okay, he gets the last yeah. moment. It's the producer nice. saying it's his fault. He's the reason this is so bad. Oh, so. <laughs> this is insane, am I right? Not good, guys. Not good. Oh. This was barely organized, random as hell, with so many bad ideas, bad jokes, bad writers, and no real solid through line. This was less, look at the people that made this, and more, look how great we, on this channel, are, are for paying tribute to this. It, yeah. So many people that shouldn't have done this did this, and so many things that shouldn't have happened happened. And you wonder why this ended up being as bad as it was. You were like, hmm. I, I wonder if a special with Little Richard taking an extra three minutes to do a, a badly rehearsed song with people who aren't on tune is going to lead to a good special. I wonder if three different Milton Burrow characters bouncing off Maury Povich, who couldn't be bothered to even try, is going to lead to something good. I wonder if Kirk Cameron and Bill Cosby are going to give this something worth smiling about. Although... <laughs> <laughs> don't take that any other way. <laughs> no, no, don't, don't. You know, we mentioned in in last one how that special had a problem, if you can call it that, of it didn't get many young people. You know, they got Molly Ringwald, that's about it. It's like, oh, darn, should have got more young people. This special took that idea and ran with it because none of the people who are the here and now of 1990 that talk about the Looney Tunes, do I firmly believe. Maybe Fred Savage, maybe Sidney Williams, maybe, you know, there's some, but a lot of this just felt so hokey. So yeah. phony. <laughs> it's just, just, you were all paid to be here. Like they were trying so hard. They were trying too hard. And that's the thing with these characters. You don't have to try hard to say, I really like these characters, because, listen, I'm sure they do. I'm sure Kirk Cameron in 1990 really liked watching Looney Tunes cartoons. I don't feel it here. I don't feel it with a majority of these people. And the ones who I do, like John Goodman, are barely in it. They don't get a line. Yeah. John Lithgow is the only person who gets to actually be honest. Well, Pierce Brosnan and, a little too. And Pierce Bronson. Yeah. The only ones that are like, no, I really do love Americans. Like, they're, they're great. We just needed that for about an hour. And you show some cartoons in decent lengths of time. And you, and you get good quality prints of them, too. And you, ah, the special never breathes. It keeps going at a, a ludicrous speed, bit by bit. Moments that are long should have been cut down. Moments that are brief could have gone a little bit longer. Moments that are Milton Berle should not have been. <laughs> yes. 
the three and a half minutes bit was good. That was the best part yes. of it. And at the ending, if you came home that night and went, oh shit, I missed the Bugs Bunny special because I know us. If we were kids in 1990, we would have been like, yo, Bugs Bunny special, CBS, we got to watch it. And we'd probably be like, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, 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 Richard was like, I think we would like the insanity of it, but we'd also go like, this is a horrible representation of Looney Tunes. There's barely, there's yeah. no Looney Tunes in this. It's just not fun. It's so, it's too much. It's too much, man. It's way too much. Too much. That should have been all, folks. I give it a 1.5 out of 5. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a, yeah, yeah, I'm also giving it a 1.5 out of 5. I, I wrote in here a 2 out of 5. I don't know why. There's nothing here that equals a 2. There's a lot here that equals a number 2, actually. Yeah. Like, how many, like, how many pills did Cosby use? <laughs> Well, to get through this, you really need a lot of help from the pharmaceutical industry. How many jello shots do you need to get through it? Two. It would have been horrible if this was, if this was, you know, the 50th, Bugs' 50th anniversary, sponsored by Jello. <laughs> because I can't just be in it, I gotta advertise. Oh, dude. Oh, ah. If we were, if we found a copy of this, right, there's like two copies of it online. It's not like a widely available special. Do you wonder why? Man, I would have killed for a com- with commercials. Just like who advertised for it? Like, who gave them money? Like, yeah, please run my ad during this shit. So, uh, let's see if any of you guys decide to watch this special. I'm gonna. I'm expecting some angry letters from the little little Richard family. Oh, from the- he was healthy. He was in great shape. Ooh. Yeah, so so was Elvis in 1970. Um, oh God, you're gonna get us canceled, man! Oh man, I'm right before the big one. Yeah. Uh, friend of the show um, and guy we collabed with this year, uh, James Irish at J Irish 780, um, says I watched the original and, to my knowledge, only broadcast i hope it was the only one of the birthday special and i remember liking the mel blank segment best um considering how much non-mel stuff is in this i don't blame you (laughs) because it's one of the most genuine things in this yeah it's the only part that's not bullshit yeah because you see noel blank helping him out and you see actual genuine humanity which you don't see in the rest of this fucking thing um he also says uh, looking back on on um, the intro and um, remembering who introduced it, I imagine skipping that part of it now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Baba the Doob with the Mel Blanc and the Papa and the Jello and uh, And again, just the entire thing. Like, just imagine Burrow doing shtick for five minutes. You got Kirk Cameron lying about working with Bugs Bunny. You got talk show hosts doing shtick. And then near the very end... No, but seriously, folks, Mel Blanc was a very <laughs> great yeah. talent who's generally missed. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, folks... It's- 
it's, it's it'd be it'd be like if you're if you're uh, uh, uh I don't want to make the day the clown cried joke. That's the best thing I can think of. <laughs> you know, Why? it's it's like watching a clown perform, and then all of a sudden they're going. The Holocaust is a very terrible. Th- no, no, <laughs> no. I can do a better one. It's like it's like it's like it's like if you're watching a like a John Mulaney special, and he goes, "No, but um, I was very close to dying on coke. It was not fun. I I almost died. Like, oh Jesus! Okay, all of a sudden we're being serious." Uh, but seriously, folks. But <laughs> seriously, folks. Anyway, thank you, James, for your comments. Um, sorry you had to watch this. Yeah, live. You you had no idea what was coming. Yeah. You weren't prepared no one to for, warn for you. Milton. No one was prepared. No one to prepare you for the onslaught of Milton Berle characters being incredibly obnoxious and. Bad well, no, no one can prepare big you for Richard. Milton Berle's gigantic penis as well, but no, no um, one can prepare you for Big Richard. No one. P O R K. That's a good idea, ghosts. Hey, hey, you know who else who isn't prepared for Big Richard? A going corral. <laughs> oh no, it's a little Richard. Close up shop. <laughs> Sources told me that the um, sources told me that the the last words of the of the Golden Corral manager was, and I quote, "A wap papa loop, a wap bam boom." So we've uh, now come to the conclusion of our um, little Mint and May series on uh, Looney Tunes television specials. Yeah, and what have we learned? Um, <laughs> well. I mean, because, like, we picked a great variety of all of these with a lot of different mindsets throughout the entirety of them. I think we learned just a lot about what makes... I mean, the best ones were the one where effort were put into it, as well as, you know, you got the sense that they were just having a lot of really good ideas. Like, the ones, like, busting out all over, the Norn Michaels special, uh, uh, the big game, stuff like that, where, like, you could just see all the idea people having a blast... Yeah, meanwhile, he, meanwhile, we watch the ones like the like the Daffy Duck's Easter special. <laughs> sponsored by McDonald's. You can sponsored by McDonald's, and and you can kind of tell like you can kind of see why it was probably a good idea that a new generation were to come in, you know, yeah. as much as. We love the original Green Tunes crew by the 80s, and especially with Frizz, I have to say. Um, yeah. It's like, okay, we should probably get some new blood in, because yeah. this is getting a little bit um, sad. Yeah. Sad? Is that the word, maybe? I like, think so, sad, yeah. Desperate. Well, one of the things I have bit. to say about some of these yeah. worse-off ones was that, because a lot of these were meant for kids, and you have to remember that kids can tell when you're trying too hard, and kids can tell when you're not trying at all. And so, mm-hmm. like, you ha- you see stuff like the Easter special, like um, parts of King Arthur's Court, 
like the mystery special and like the one that we just had to fucking witness where you're either not trying at all or in the case of Milton Berle, you are trying way too fucking hard and kids are going to see through that and, and, and not see it's genuine. And the last thing kids want to see is Milton Berle really hard. Thank you. Thank oh. you. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. This joke submitted by Alan Zweibel. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, the ones that learn to embrace uh, the Looney Tunes in all of their qualities and instead of using them for profit or just to fill 30 minutes were the ones that we enjoyed more, I think. And yeah. But yeah, I think for the most part, these were pretty good. I mean, a Carnival of the Animals, I was dreading doing an episode on because I knew as a kid that I thought there was like nothing there. And that's one of my favorite episodes we've done of this because it's just so in-depth <laughs> and we have so much to rip off of. Just the elephant's theme. <laughs> the elephant's theme. <laughs> now, see, <laughs> now... <laughs> Watch my weight. Um, you see, now... <laughs> Now I have to go. Now we have to go in a situation where I eat a, a piece of food like an animal, and you watch. It's only fair. Um, we'll, we'll go down to the shore and can watch me devour a duffer's ice cream sundae from Wildwood. Yeah. I guess I don't know. Sure. Or whatever. It's, it's mostly going to be me eating more. I think so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that's our desperate spinoff idea. Mark and yes. Jordan eat a Jordan bunch of food. Eats. What does it have to do with Looney Tunes? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> um, um, um. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, but... Oh, man. This little... Speaking of eating a lot, goddamn Big Richard. That's so <laughs> fucking funny. It, it, <laughs> W-I-N... <laughs> G.S., you've got a great idea, ghosts. Literally, folks, right when, right when we finish recording that episode, the very next Jay joins like, I can't get Big Richard out of my head. It's I, 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 I do want to honestly yeah. say that, like, Big Richard, um, Big Richard and the Ouija board and then the ghosts that want him to eat, I think is one of the best gags that we've done here. <laughs> F it's, R it's I E S. Oh boy! <laughs> it's, it's good golly! And <laughs> it's, it's that and just deadpan me. I really don't know why me going YouTube Peacock <laughs> is so. First of all, you guys don't even know where that's from until like November. <laughs> yeah, we did that for. One that's not going to be out for a while, but like we had to bring it here because it's such a funny because fucking. It's gag. too good. It's too damn good. And uh, I also just keep. You can tell it's a good gag because I keep begging Mark for it. Like, okay, Mark, <laughs> do it. Do Peacock. <sighs> fine, Peacock. Yay! Ah, fine. I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Say the line. Uh, no, no, no. Only I made that. Um. <laughs> so um I think next week is our hundredth episode. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um Isn't that something? Yeah. 
And um, not only that, but it's coming up on the two-year anniversary of this podcast. Yeah, that for good timing. How's that for damn good So, um, (laughs) we're going to do something for it. I mean, look, here's the thing. It is a double zero episode, but we're not doing a movie for it because uh, we want to do something a little bit more special. Yeah. You only get one hundred episode, you know, and, yeah, we and, do. We, and we we don't want to blow it. So, um, no a- apologies to all you uh, rabbits run fans out there. We know the movie gets underrepresented. Uh, That'll be next time. Yeah, we'll get to you at episode one hundred and ten. But for this one, we're gonna do something. I say it a little different. It's not that different from a lot of other episodes we do. But we're, hmm. you see. How do I put this? We've done a lot of episodes in our first 99. Um, we've done a lot of Looney Tunes in that first 99 episodes. And there's a couple we haven't covered that we really want to. Yeah. Ones that don't really fit a theme. Ones are just like, oh, no, yeah. that one. It doesn't really fit into... Yeah. So, episode 100 is going to be Jordan and Mark's picks. And what we've done is we've curated an episode on the on the guidelines of these are ones that we've wanted to talk about and haven't gotten the opportunity to at this point and would like, you know, some time to do so. And we're going to do a, a, you know, and, and this means that, like, we're both picking three. This is going to be a supersized episode. This is going to be yeah. six cartoons that we're covering, in addition to other shenanigans yeah. that will probably go on in this episode. Yeah. So this is a big show in every sense of it. It's going to take us two weeks to record it. That's how big yeah, it's going it to be. <laughs> yeah. That'll be nice, though. Yeah. Um. So, Mark, do you want to tell them which ones you're covering, and then I'll I'll do your picks, and then I'll do mine? Yeah. All right. So the ones that I picked are... Water, water, every hair. Good. The stupid Cupid, and Carrot Blanca. That's great. Those are really good picks. Um, and the ones that I'm going with, and this is a nice eclectic mix of of fun ones. Uh, we're going with Hair Force, Baby Buggy Bunny, and the Last Hungry Cats. All six of these we've wanted to cover at some point. We haven't got. Uh, we have, that's all. We haven't gotten the opportunity to yet, and so we're going to spend our 100th episode talking about these and, yeah. and uh, how much we love them, because yeah. a couple of these are friggin' great. Um, I mean, to, to put it in perspective, Cara Blanca, I've had on the dock for years, and I've never known what to do with it, because I'm like, yeah. oh, should we do a Casablanca episode? No, that doesn't fit our show, yeah. so this is... This is a perfect opportunity to talk about a later run Looney Tunes short that we frankly would have never covered otherwise. Yeah, and it's funny because I literally just got in. The, I, I ordered this online. I, I found a uh, a pin. Uh, I collect pins. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, among the many things that I collect, and I found a pin of um, you know the, the, it's like the logo of uh, Rick's Cafe American from Casablanca. Uh, ah. I do love that movie. And so I may proudly adorn that pin when we record nice. part one of this next week because I love Casablanca and I yes. am very fond of Carrot Blanca as well. Yeah, so 
that's what we're doing for 100, and hopefully you guys will dig that as well. Yes. But there's more. There is some more stuff. Yes. So, yeah. we've been very secretive on our show about our personal mm-hmm. lives. You guys have no idea who we are. At least we hope you do. Really? Mark, we talk every week about how we're from the Philadelphia area. Yeah. And 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 how, like, I'm pretty much an open book. Uh, if you yeah. follow me on Twitter, you know how crazy I am and how big I am on autism rights and and all of those. And um, But if you want to ask us like more specific shit, then um, we're giving you an opportunity to. Yes. So, um, not only we'll be asking for your, uh, for your comments, and we will be asking for your comments on each and one of these shorts, so please, watch them with us, by all means. Like, we want to hear what you guys think about these shorts, your favorite moments, what you liked, why you liked them. But we're also going to do a Q&A section. Ask us your mm-hmm. questions. What, whatever you want. Questions about us? Questions about past episodes? Questions about whatever. Ask them. Um, a tweet to be sent out. Just ask them underneath that tweet. When it comes out, it'll probably be around this time. Yeah, and we'll cover them. There's not a lot of stuff that I'm like shying away from. Um... I, I'll just say none of my ex-girlfriends are eligible for this. Oh. <laughs> Except for like one or two that I still talk to. So yeah, that's what we got planned for episode 100. Um, I think the timing is great because I think right after that is our Rocky and Bullwinkle commentary. So, oh, <laughs> you know. Beautiful. Yes. And we and And not to spoil it so much, but we actually really enjoyed Rocky and Bullwinkle. So yeah, stay tuned for that. It's going to be nice, and it's going to be long. Will it beat our Space Jam episode in length? Find out next week. All right. So that's the end of this week's show. I'm energized now because we're done with that. If like you up with us on Twitter, you can follow me at Mark Hallam1995. And you can follow me at Tall Guy Schmidt. If like you up with the podcast or give your thoughts for next week's episode... You can follow at that underscore loony or type in the podcast title. We are the first result. You can also find our podcast wherever podcasts are readily available. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Player FM, Anchor, Stitcher, uh, Amazon Music, and uh, others. All right. So, until our next week, big episode, 100 extravaganza. I'm Mark. And I'm Jordan, and I'm going to go make like Little Richard and go eat a fucking pizza. Good night. <laughs>